Welcome everybody to the GBO podcast where we're talking Gamecock basketball only brought to you by Modern Exterminating. They know what bugs you. They do. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. Bryce, how you doing this week? I'm sick of losing. Yeah, man. I'm mad. I'm just going to lead off with the... Sorry, everyone listening. I'm just... We had everything in our favor for this week to be the... You know, we coming off that win at Texas A&M. Yep. Spirits are high. I was... Even to say this, I was in a good mood. This was the most important week of the season. Everything was in front of us, and we just laid eggs. Yeah, this was the most. This was the most important um, week of the season. Obviously, if they had won both games, like w- w- we're on the pod, we'd be juiced the, up talking about the NCAA tournament. And if they went one and one, we'd be we'd be what five and five, you, you know, and we'd be juiced up for this Kentucky game, you, you know, hoping to pull an upset, and. Um, Instead, we just we just laid eggs. Um, you, you know, especially Mississippi State. Let's let's go and get let's go and get into this right off the bat. The Mississippi State game. Uh, and it, I did not watch the first five minutes. I checked the score. It you was missed 30, a lot. It was thirty-one to thirteen or something. Uh, like it was. It might have been more than the first five minutes, but it was like we, we were down by a lot. We, we we were already down by like fifteen points when I when I looked at the score. And it never got better. Every time we go on the road in the SEC in the first few minutes, you kind of have a feel of, are we going to come to play early on? Kind of like at Tennessee. Do you remember we kind of got up early, kind of stayed within that four to six? That's our sweet spot. Arkansas, we came to play early on. You hang around, hang around, might take the lead. Mississippi State took it to us. And when I say took it to us, they shot 60% in the first half. Now, don't get me wrong. Mississippi State, I believe, only lost at home before us. Before we're getting there, they lost to Kentucky, and then they were undefeated outside of that at home. So going into the game, you know, it was a toss-up game. Could we have won it? Sure. But did we really just not even show up to even have a chance at the end? Because at the end of the day, you just want to be within four to six points to have a little run to have a chance to win the game. We weren't even close. It was over after the first ten minutes. It was over. Yeah. At no point when I was watching the game were we in it. Like, like I had the game on. I forget w- when it was, but I didn't get it on at the start. I, I didn't see it for the tip. I probably was watching it sometime within after the first five minutes between before the first before halfway through the first half, and uh, and it, and it was just over. Like it was so sad because I was I was very excited. Like like this was the week. This was it. If if. Uh, it could have changed the season around. It, the, the, like a win here, and then a win, at, and and then a win uh, Saturday at home against Tennessee. And this team, and we're talking, are we a bubble team? You know, we could have talked about that. Yeah, we like, ain't talking about that anymore. We are not talking about that anymore. In, in we fact, could be talking about the opposite of how many games we're going to win yeah, the rest uh, of the year. Oh, I think we're going to talk about that. This the, we'll on get this into pod. it. We'll yeah. get into it. So anyway, we're down at half, forty-five twenty-three, and it's not much to say. No one really showed up to play. Reese made a few buckets because Reese is Mr. Consistent. He has that, I will say this, the one highlight, he can make that 8 to 10 foot jumper. You know, where he drives either in the corner, right around the middle, just 8 to 10 foot money. So he he made a few shots early. That was nice to see. But Eric Stevenson went bad Stevenson. He was nowhere to be found. And you know that very quickly with Stevenson. Is he making buckets? Right. Or is he gone? And then you have the Keyshawn... Jermaine Cousinard, were they going to show up? Were they going to have the best game ever? 
they didn't show up. Yeah. There you go. There's nothing else to say there. They we'll get into that a little bit later too. They, 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 they didn't play a ton. Now they do get some minutes here. Um, it, and Keyshawn Bryant, it kind of turns into a, is he going to get two quick fouls? Right. And that's kind of how those games go. If he gets one or two fouls early, you're out for the half. And then Frank, you know, gives him a few chances in the second half. And then he, if he doesn't like how he's playing, he's gone and Brand Martin's in. Keyshawn, Keyshawn Bryant did not commit a personal foul in the Mississippi State game. Well, that was more against the Tennessee game because... Right, right. But but so let's talk about Mississippi State here for a second. Uh, Keyshawn Bryant played 12 minutes. Are you ready? I'm Keyshawn gonna... had no fouls and still only played 12 and, minutes? And only played 12 minutes. I, I'm looking oh, at this box geez. score, right? Like, PF is personal fouls, correct? Yes, I think right. so. You're right about that. <laughs> so so uh, here are guys that played as many or more minutes than Keyshawn Bryant. You ready for it? I'm ready. All right. Uh, Jacoby Wright. Um, Manat. Had a decent game. Brand, but, but Manat's actually... He had a decent week. I had no complaints yeah, against him. Because yeah. with, um, <laughs> with Josh Gray hurting his wrist yeah. in the game, he played more in, in, and, against And Tennessee. like we have to have somebody uh, backing up Wildrens when he's out. Right. Because you know, like, when Levette goes out, yeah. it gets scary out there. It, uh, if it's just A.J. Wilson at, at the five, we're a little small. He's a little small at the four. <laughs> that's that's correct. Uh, but... Uh, Brandon Martin also had more minutes than Keyshawn. And, uh, Which should never happen. We can talk about that now, or we can talk about that. At, we'll talk about it the, after the game uh, reviews. During, during Tennessee. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, so this Mississippi State game, we, we laid an egg. And we could have won this game. Like, like this was, this like, like the Tennessee game we also could have won. But this was the game that we needed to win. We needed to go on the road. We needed to make another statement. We did it at A&M. We needed to make another statement. We are... We can beat them, you, you know, and um, and we just and we weren't ready to play. We we didn't even stand a chance. But Frank said we had a great week of practice. I uh, love that, and we'll, and then we'll get into that in the post game. It's just he's like, well, we had a great week of practice, and but it and then or he'll like against the coastal before yeah. the, after the coastal game. We well, we had a bad week of practice. I, I, saw, we this like I saw this yeah, coming. I saw this coming. I saw this coming. We need to get a report right before the game, an interview with Frank. How was the week of practice before? What do you think is going to happen based on practice? Do you see it coming, or do you uh, do you think we're going to have a good game? He wouldn't do that because it'd make him look bad. Uh, well, you know, what does he do to not make him look bad? Fair point. Um, so anyway, we're down forty-five twenty-three at half, and the game was over at half. The chances of us coming back from down twenty-two, I only can think of one game ever that we've come back one down. One game, one game ever, and it was a buzzer beater. And I'll give you the year, 1998. Okay, so it's uh, so, so it's a Fogler team. Was this one of the teams? This is one of the teams that went to the tourney. So th- this is like a Mackey team, right? Um, um, I got it. I got it. Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Bob Huggins. Bob Huggins is Cincinnati. They right? threw it into Mackey. Mackey yeah. lost the ball. Antonio Grant picks it up. Was Kenyon Martin on that team? I don't know. Yeah, I think he was. All I know is Antonio Grant from North Augusta hits that buzzer beater, and go. I ran onto the court. Yeah? How how old were you? I was a young guy. You were a young guy? 13. 13? 13. Yeah. That's awesome. I miss I miss the Frank McGuire Arena Coliseum. It was, it, it was a fun place to play a basketball game. It was loud. Oh, it yeah. held 12, and you yeah. didn't have empty seats, to tell you that. But anyway, we're going... Way back there, but anyway, um, when you're down twenty plus on the road in, in SEC play, you ain't winning. 
you ain't winning. Yep. And yeah. in the second half, we kind of, you know, we scored more points in the second half against them, but we went on like a 13-0 run. It was just one of the last four minutes of the game. Yeah, we, we made it, instead of losing by 30, 25, we lost know. by 14. Yeah. 78-64 final. And yeah. really, it was just James Reese and Devin Carter, and no one else there was did a, much. There was a moment in time. Where we had a shot of covering the nine point spread. Oh, towards and, the end there, if you're a Vegas guy, oh, that would have they been were favored amazing. by nine. I think it got, we got it down to ten at one point. Yeah, and and uh, then it popped back up, but it would have been amazing. There would have been some. Oh, dude people would have gotten really in, mad in some sports book in Las Vegas that would have just been screaming, and it would have been a glorious, uh, glorious moment in gambling. We might have been on the, uh, we might have made Scott Van Pelt bad beats or something like that. <laughs> but anyway, so anyway, so- we lose in. I'm not going to say record fashion, but it was just a miserable all-around game. And what else stunk about that? We've got three games three games that we've won in a row. You, you know, like we're on a three-game winning streak. Two of them were expected and one was unexpected. Right. And, um, and Had momentum. And we had momentum. And we didn't even harness it. Let, not, let's, none, let's go none. ahead and transition into the Tennessee game. Because what we needed to do against Mississippi State is what we actually did in the first half against Tennessee. Like against Tennessee in the first half, we came out and we wanted to play. We were competitive that whole yeah. first half. And we did not do this at Mississippi State. We, not just, a, not we a, took not all, all the momentum, and in the first three minutes of the Mississippi State game, we just said, you know what? We don't need it. We're just going to lose. Anyway, first half of Tennessee, that was fun. It was fun to be in the Colonial Life Arena. Good first crowd. Half of I, I would say there was maybe around ten to 11,000 people there, which is – Quadruple the usual crowd. It it's probably, it was the first big crowd of the year. It's the biggest crowd of the year. For, it looked, for it, the men. it almost kind of looked like a women's crowd. Almost. It looked like a a, a medium sized women's crowd. Now, give or take a thousand Tennessee fans there. There were there was some orange. One thing about and playing, they're always in our section. Oh that's where we gosh. sit. So uh, if if you don't know us, we're behind. We're in what is it 206 106 yeah right 14th row behind the visitor bench and it's yeah. always come by and say hi you know you'll hear us or yell at us yeah you'll probably hear us if you're around us yeah but uh a lot of tennessee fans in in the section uh some tennessee fans taking our seats uh people behind us had to tell them to move oh, that was yeah. fun but uh and I hate playing Tennessee. Tennessee and I Kentucky. Hate, they're the ones that bring I, the fans. I hate playing them so much. And oh, and, and Kentucky. We'll get into that later. Thank, but that's thank God be it's a, not on Saturday. Oh, man. And, but uh, <laughs> but the first half of this game, it looked great. Like, the team came out on fire. We, we uh, A few lead changes. Uh, we were playing some inspired defense. Eric Stevenson was making buckets. Not in the first half. He still made a few. Yeah, but uh, but uh, Devin Carter was played. Play he had a, a good played game. A, played an incredible first half. Carter's being back to um, good for a freshman. Always around ten to thirteen now. You know who else was even into the game in the first in the first half? Manat was playing well. Yeah, but Frank Martin was into this game in the first half. He 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 was fired up in this first half like he's been. Well, so, well, I don't like Ooh. to talk about games with refs, but there were some calls Ooh. that uh, I Ooh. said some bad words. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the the one at the end of the half where I cannot believe Frank did not get teed up was kind of unbelievable. Yes, when um they called a foul on Jacoby Wright that yeah. it looked like the Tennessee player grabbed him yeah. to call 
yeah. on the foul. I mean, I mean, um, uh, uh, Faulkner. What, what's the guy's name that's been here forever? Um, Faulkner for, for Tennessee. It's not Faulkner. Uh, uh, what? Fulkerson. Fulkerson. <laughs> yeah, six-year Fulkerson. Six, yeah, yeah, he. Uh, I call him the Gamecock killer. It, he. He doesn't lose. He he threw his shoulder into Jacoby Wright's like head as Jacoby Wright's tried to go through that screen. And, uh, and then the Tennessee guard flops, and I thought Frank was going to hit an official. It, he was—it's as fired up as I've seen him all season. It's better with him just sitting quietly with his hands on his face on the bench. I, don't know, I was—I was pretty happy for him getting getting that fired up. Because you, you're not going to hear me talk about the Frank. Oh, he acts—you know—like a child on the on the sideline throwing a tantrum. I have no problem with that if you're a winner. <laughs> right, right, but but this—he was—he was—he wasn't throwing a a tantrum at a player. He's throwing a tantrum at the, at the official, but it wasn't even a tantrum. He was legitimately mad about getting screwed. I think the, the ref official. knew how bad the call was. And that's why they didn't tee him up. That could be a good, that's a good point. If, if, uh, if Barnes had gotten that upset about something, Oh, he would have been thrown. Oh, he'd been thrown. Yeah. It, <laughs> it would not have been pretty because I mean, the, the place would have been 10 times louder. You, you know, if, if, Yelling at Barnes to to sit down, you know, but but uh, but at half we're down thirty three twenty nine, and I was in a good mood. You we, were in a good mood. I was in a good mood. We, we played great defense. Um, we got some stops. We turned some of these stops into fast breaks. We didn't have a lot of turnovers either, by yeah, the way. Yeah, and we turned some of the stops into fast breaks. We had eight fast break points to their none, and I think that was a little deceptive in in the score there. Um, you, you know, like it made the offense look like it was functioning a little better than it actually was. And I'll have to say this. We made the we had the best free throw percentage in this game and it didn't even matter for yeah. the season. There's the best free throws. We we were 18 of 21. If I would have told you before the game that we'd have under 10 turnovers yeah. and shoot 85 percent from the free throw line, you would have thought we won. So down by four at the half. But when um, they came good. out in the second half. Well, no, no. Hang on. We come out in the second half, you know, and we're fired up going to the half. It could have, we should have been in better place. If they don't call that foul, we're down two. We might even get a bucket and be tied, you, you know, like like going into the half. We come out. We get the lead back by one. They, uh, I think they get a bucket. It goes back and forth a couple of times. So there's a couple of turnovers. But then, then there's Stevenson, that. Six, yep. Stevenson hits two threes, and I think it puts us up one. Yep, I think it was around 36-37. It was yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, I think it puts us up one. That's what happened score. after that. They, they scored. It become, I think it gets to 37-37. We go on about a four to five minute no score. Yeah. And, streak. and they do not. They, and they hit back to back they, they to back threes. And yeah. they got up nine by nine. It went it from around 36-37. And then they were up 46-37. to but, but, and they didn't look back after but by that. By the 12-minute timeout, it was over. It was over. Yeah. And um, and they went on a run, and we couldn't score. And not to mention this, we put some players on the floor that gave us the opportunity to not score. I think we've got to talk about this now. Well, Brandon Martin. Well, before you get into that, let's talk about it. This is the modern exterminating. We know what bugs you, bugging us this week. Okay. Let's get into it. It's rotations again, Bryce. And this you know, is going to be the, the we were kind of talking about whether or not which what it would be for the year free throw shooting or rotations and the staples rotations. I think it's got to be rotations because when you're down by nine, 
he brings in four backups with yeah. to one starter. Yeah. You have Brandon Martin in there. You have Manat, who does fine, but he's not this, the deep scorer. And then you have, you know, you don't have Keyshawn and or you know Stevenson at the same same time, or you yeah. know Kuzinard. He's actually been playing Keyshawn and Stevenson at the same time, but, but he doesn't have Kuzinard in the game. But there was times where Stevenson, Kuzinard, and Bryant weren't on the court in the second yeah. half, and you're down. How are you going to come back without your scorers in? Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. That leaves Reese to carry the team on his back. And, and we had we, we had two we had two bad defensive possessions where we gave up two open threes. We come down. We he, he makes some subs. Brandon Martin ends up in the game, and and we run like two straight possessions where Brandon Martin takes a shot, and it's just nothing. And like I don't want to just criticize the guy. But, but he's not a D1 talent. He, he, Everyone but, knows that. But it's the second half against Tennessee. We shouldn't be running our offense through a walk-on. There should be no stretch of time in the game that we have to win in which we are trying to run our offense through a walk-on. And for two minutes against Tennessee. And that was do or die time when you're yeah, down nine. Yeah, you need and, to have your scoring lineup in. And for two minutes against Tennessee – that's what we were doing. Brandon, Brandon, obviously, he's the coach's son, okay? And I don't want to, like, criticize Frank for playing It could have been another walk-on. could have been any walk-on. He's playing a walk-on, right? And uh, and we're trying to run our offense through that. He did not want to play Cousinard in this half. There is a moment where Tennessee starts pressing us in this r- run of time. And um, we, I think it was, a, we, we had called timeout. All right. We called and, a few mercy timeouts right. because we are about to get blown. So we we call a timeout, come back in. Stevenson's inbounding the ball. They're pressing us. Like if he wanted to put Cousinard in the game, he could have. All right, and uh, he can't in- inbound the ball. Stevenson has to call another timeout, and then he puts Cousinard in the game to play point guard. It takes we, a few mistakes just to yeah, get your best point guard into the game. Because because basically our point guard is a freshman, is Devin Carter. Who's doing fine, but he's going to be yeah. up and down as a freshman goes. But by the way, he had a great game. Like, we were in this game in the Some first might, half. He could have, you could say he might have had the best game out of everyone. I, he did have the best game out of everyone, but, but just like... He's just young. He's not there yet, but he's going to be there. But you the, can't be depending on a freshman to carry the team. Yeah, the especially when Tennessee starts pressing you. You know, like, you need two ball handlers in the game. And they're big and athletic, and they're about three to four inches taller than us in every position. And and obviously, you, you know, y'all can – we could potentially – the listeners could turn this into, you know, a, a drinking game for how long it takes me to say this, but could have used Trey Hannibal. Just going to, like, could have could have used Trey Hannibal. But he's not there. You know, and um, and uh, and nothing against Jacoby Wright. He's a freshman. He's not ready right now, especially against a ranked team. You can tell the difference because when he's pressured, he ain't making shots. He needed to play five minutes in this game. Yep. Like, like, like that's what we needed from Jacoby Wright. And um, but But he's having to play fifteen to twenty minutes, and that's not good. He absolutely. Oh my! At the beginning of this season, Bryce, if I had told you what would what would happen if Tennessee at home. We're playing Tennessee in Columbia. Jacoby Wright's playing more minutes than Jermaine Cousinard. That's not a good sign. That's not good. Coming in, coming into this year, Cousinard and Bryant were our guys. They were the two. They were the two players that he was returning. It was supposed to be the team. The two of them in Wildrens. We didn't know anybody else on this team. Other than those three, 
Keyshawn. Um, Outside of one or two games where Cousinard and Bryant score some points and we win against like, like poor against poorer competition and Florida State, right? And um, but we get blown out when they score yeah. under ten points each. We ain't yeah. winning. We ain't. Yeah. And uh, and we have regressed. Jermaine Cousinard as a freshman. Jermaine Cousinard as a freshman averaged twelve points a game. All right, I as want, a sophomore, yeah. he averaged ten. As a junior, he's averaging under eight. This is just an indictment on Frank. Remember when he hit that half-court shot to beat Kentucky? Who doesn't? It, it, that, like... It'll probably end up had, being the pinnacle of his career. We had regressed since the Final Four. Oh. Okay? We, we had regressed yes. since the Final Four, and it was... And, however, when he hit that, you know, Lawson's on the team, um... Levex a freshman with him and and looks and looks promising. Everyone looks promising as a freshman. N- not a, <laughs> that plays. <laughs> how 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 promising does Jacoby Wright look? Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but uh, but like when he hit that shot against Kentucky, we're sitting there looking at this team like, oh my goodness, this is you know Frank can get us back there. Frank can get back to the tournament. Like it might and it might take him 2 or 3 years to rebuild, mm-hmm. but he's but he's going to be able to get us back there and from that moment on we have just regressed. We've just regressed back to being bad. And um and like imagine a guy like Cousinard, the peak of his career at the University of South Carolina is going to be a game against Kentucky during his freshman year. When we didn't even think he'd be a point guard, he actually turned into a decent one. And then ever since then, sophomore slump. Yeah. I don't know if that it might not have been it would have been his third year. Last year would have been what do you, what do you call that? Is I think he was a red shirt sophomore. This is his third season of play. He's a red shirt junior now. He he is in his third year. Yeah. He's been with the program for four. Yeah. And um He's just went downhill. Yeah. That's all it is. Keyshawn Bryant averaged um averaged nine points as a freshman. About the same as a little less as a sophomore. Around seven. Yeah. Popped popped last year as a junior, averaging fourteen. We needed that to go up to eighteen this year. It's gone back down to seven. And that's if he plays enough to score seven points. Yeah, and just like they're both averaging more less minutes than they averaged as freshmen. W- what is happening? What? Why do you hate your two best players? Well, Frank says they're having a bad game, and then he sits them for long stretches, yeah. and the game's over. Yeah, and this is and 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 I understand that I I, I understand teaching kids lessons. Oh, I, Frank knows that more than anyone. Yeah, he loves to teach a lesson mid game. I, I I don't mind teaching a lesson mid game, but Frank Martin is also here to win. You know, we're the the University of South Carolina is not paying him three million dollars to teach lessons. Well. Frank might say otherwise. So, so, and, and there, I, I want him to teach lessons. I want players to come away. You know, I want players to think of him as a father figure. Like they, they, obviously that's what I want him to change lives. You and, don't think and, he's changing lives when he's telling them to where to go shove it in mid game or throwing them under the bus in the press conference. Oh, we, we, we need, we'll get to that in a second. Um, um, but, but, but back to my point here right. is that, is that teaching lessons is fine. Okay, but you also got to win games like that's the business that he's in and he knows it. He can say whatever he wants to say. Well, how he comes off is he just wants to have a winning season. And that's a winning because of our poor history. 
That's yeah. what he keeps going back to. It makes me that makes me more mad than anything. Yeah. Well, so and and this actually, I think we need to get into. Well, so anyway, we yeah. lose eighty-one fifty-seven. Keyshawn Bryant was a no-show, had a few fouls early, and then he pretty much got benched the second half. Yeah. We get killed, but I did want to mention before we end this game, we lose eighty-one fifty-seven. But Josiah James, the guy, the five-star kid from from Charleston, has a career high twenty points, and he killed us. Hey. What is the thing that is what? What do you call it to the oldest time? What do you call it when there's the thing is oldest time? A tale is old. A tale time. is oldest time is kids, local kids that leave the state to go to other programs and they have career highs against. Us. Who who is the kid for who is the kid for Auburn last year? Or was it Ole Miss? No, it was, it was Ole, Ole Miss. Miss. Yeah, the I, guy from Irmo. I forget his name. I should remember. Schuler. Schuler. That's right. Yeah, career high. And 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 because but it happens of, everywhere. But but because it was COVID and there was no one in the arena. His cheering section was louder than the rest of the arena. Oh, like, his his, his oh, cheering oh, yeah, season, he, session was about uh, four or five rows behind us. They were loud. Yeah, they were loud, and because of COVID, no one was in the building, and so they were louder than everybody else. But uh, but yeah, it, yeah. It I just wanted to mention that five star kid that yeah. could have came here and been a legend went to Tennessee. He'll end up getting drafted. He's a good player, but career high twenty points. He beat the crap out of us. Yeah. So anyway, we go zero and two on the week. Zero and two on the week, and. Um, and so I think we need to kind of talk about where we are. And it's not where we were at the start of the week. That's for Now, sure. going into the beginning of the season, or you talked about what the games we need to win in the SEC. is. Do we need to throw that piece of paper out now? Where are we at there? Um, so we've still got a shot. So, so I said there were eight games that we needed to win. So there's, okay? eight, there's eight games left on the schedule with one SEC so, tournament. So I had, I had eight games marked down for us to win. Uh, we lost one of them. But then we won one of the toss-ups at A and M, and so we're still like we're still on pace to win eight games, I think. But that's not good um, enough for the tournament, which will not be good enough for the tournament. But uh, but so left on the season, I think we got wins against. Uh, I think we can win in Athens. I think we can beat Mizzou at home. Those are probably the only games that Vegas will have us favor. Okay, so that that'll get, let's let's call those W's for the time being. Okay, that'll get us to six. Yep. All right, uh, SEC wins. Um, at Ole Miss, I don't see They're us doing that. They're struggling this year, yeah. but we don't play well in so the So are we. We're struggling this year. Um, Mississippi State in Columbia, I think, we, I think we could win it. Oh, we could. Yeah. But they also could shoot 60% again and beat the crap out of us. But, but even if we beat Ole Miss on the road, Mississippi State here in Columbia – that's eight. The, the, that, eight. That's eight wins. We've still got four games. K- Kentucky Tuesday night Ooh. in Columbia. We've got LSU at home, uh, and then we're at Auburn at Alabama. The, the, I think we're staring at four losses there. Like at best, at best, we're finishing the season four and four, which puts us eight and ten in SEC play. At mm. best, right that's now, that's not going to cut it. Yeah, and um, and Kentucky might show us a new one yeah. on Tuesday night. Or we can beat them and then lose to Georgia. Yeah. Anything can happen yeah. with Frank Martin as our yeah. coach. But um but just Bryce, I just think like it, We just laid eggs this week, yeah. Sumter. I'm tired of losing. And, I'm sick and tired of Frank. And it's, I'm tired of it. It's time to move on. It's time to move on from Frank. And um and it it just is. It it's it's time to it it's time to like reset the program and uh, move on from Frank. I think it will be good for Frank too. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Let him go be an analyst for a few years. Um, I think Chicken Hoops uh, had a tweet out there this week that kind of summed this up the best. What's that? Where like where Frank can take the Andy Kennedy model. Uh, go be an analyst for, for SEC a year, Network for, yep. for a year or two. He won't be as good as Andy Kennedy, though. The, oh, Frank might be. We might hate him just because it, it might just it, it might be too soon, and there might be some. But PT, they'll like him on TV. PTSD, but yeah. I think there'll be some people that like Frank on TV. Um, and then he can, you know, get a job at a mid major. You know, end up coaching college at Charleston once Pat Kelsey moves moves to bigger, better things, something like that. Some mid major, kind of like how Kennedy's at UAB, and then parlaying that into a parlaying that into a another another big time gig. I don't think his coaching days are done. So would you say Frank in the fan base? People are just numb to the pain. They know what it is. What it is. Is it fair to say it is what it is with it, Frank Martin? It, it is what it after is after ten years. Yes, it is what it is with Frank Martin. Because everyone um, I talk to, there's a lot of people that don't even watch or listen to games anymore because so, of, because they're just they know what's going to happen at the end of the season. Right. And so I think that there is one argument out there of people that I'll talk to about Frank, and that is, you know, um, well, who who are you going to get to come here? I hate that. I hate that too because there are people that we can get to come here. Uh, so if you missed last week's pod, go check it out. We talk a, a listener asked us the question about potential Frank replacements, and we really get into it. Right. But um, and we'll get into that more on hopefully at the end of the season. There's and, a change as the season progresses, and this becomes a, a more and more of a reality. We will continue to get into this. Um, but there's there's three. So Bob Ritchie at Furman. Will absolutely take this job, and he'd be cheap. He would be cheap. We could get him for a million, probably. He'd be affordable. He'd come here and give him incentives to win. To win. The more games you win, the more you get paid. That should be our he, any he coach's has, contract. He, he, and he is putting a better team out on the floor at Furman than Frank is putting out. They're here competitive. At it, it's yep. just nice to have a team that's competitive yeah. week after week. But uh, and so and so he would come here. Um, I definitely, you know, pick your mid-major guy that you like. I like Mac McMahon at Murray State. Andy Kennedy would come here. Uh, you know, he's got some SEC experience. These three guys would come here. Obviously, there's some dreams like, like, uh, you know, Mike Boinkin may or may not come here. You, you know, but, uh, um, but there are options. One other thing that I hate about like that argument is it just shows. You're fine with being average or lose, yeah, it, losing. Yeah, it just all the shows time. what the expectations are, and this is the problem. This is one of the biggest problems that we have at South Carolina, and that is that since we are historically bad, we as a fan base don't know what is good. And I'll give you the perfect. Frank example. knows what is good if he just has a winning record. That's good for Frank. Um, I'll give you the perfect example. All right, that that might have should have been your modern exterminating. We know what bugs you. Uh, <laughs> Frank's post game you, you, press conferences, you know, just the 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 Frank and winning seasons. You've brought it up like three times now. Well, every time he's like this, well, he goes, "We've had the winningest stretch." I don't care if you had the winningest stretch if you don't make the tournament every yeah. couple years. Give us a couple. I got I got a question for you. Okay, let's stay in the state here. Let's take a look at. I, I just want to ask you a hypothetical. Okay, Brownell at Clemson. Okay. Okay. You could argue that he's potentially a little on the hot seat. Even well, he just got a contract extension, but he's not doing well this year. He's not doing well this year, and he hasn't in a little bit. Uh, If if obviously this is a he'll keep his job for at least another year or two, I think. Though right, but but like this is a drastic hypothetical. If you were a Clemson fan, 
would you be thrilled about his performance there? No. No. He, I would say... Clemson's expectation is probably a little bit better than ours is to make the tournament every two to three years. All right. Brownell has made the NCAA tournament more than Frank Martin, Darren Horton, Dave Odom combined. But how many wins does he have in the tournament, though? That's what people will say. So, he so, probably only had a few, but... The Frank, the, the if not for four, for winning four games... Right. Frank Martin is potentially one of the least successful coaches other than Darren Horn that's come through here. And because he won those four games, he holds on to that for dear life. This is, this is how thin a margin it is. If he doesn't win those four games, if he doesn't come back in the second half against Marquette and we lose in the first round, which could have happened. Yeah, for sure. We were there. Absolutely could have happened. If he doesn't come back in the, in, in the second half against Marquette, we live in lose in the first round. You could argue that Frank, that the only coach that was more of a failure at Carolina was Darren Horn since McGuire, you know? And, um, however, because he won those four games, you can also argue that Frank Martin is the most successful coach that we've had since McGuire. Well, a few Frank Martin fans that are left love bringing that up. Well, he's got the most NCAA tournament wins. Yeah. But that doesn't excuse crappy seasons over and over right. and, and over. And, and it is, and it is, it, I, he has the most NCAA tournament wins here. But, but we cannot, if, if we want to compare a coach to our programs, to the other coaches in our program, well, then we're just asking them to be mediocre. And we're accepting responses like your winning seasons thing, you, you know that you that you hate that Frank brings up that he's got so many winning seasons. When winning seasons is not a metric for being good or bad at most places in college basketball, we have to change the expectations at the University of South Carolina for a coach. How about Frank Martin in the post game, Tennessee, <laughs> dude? Just think about that for a second. Now, outside of him throwing players under the bus, which it was, he says he doesn't like to do that, but then he does, which right. I find pretty right. funny. And, and he's been doing it all season. But here's what his here's what his quote was: Regardless of what happens versus Kentucky, the season will not be over. Still, seven more games to go. Like he's making like doesn't see this loss and the UK game as potential turning point for the season. I think he thinks, season took a turn this week. Oh, the season, season took the, a turn this week, and I think he's kind of starting to let the media know. Hey, I mean, if we lose by twenty to Kentucky, are these other games not going to count? They're not saying that, Frank. It's just time to win games. But the the time to win games was about a week ago, the yeah. start of last week. Yeah. You win those two games, and all of a sudden, Frank, you're not having or, to defend or, yourself or in the you go, in the press conference. Or if you just went one and one this week, you're still like it's not great, but you're still okay. But just I love Phil Cornblue. He's the only media guy now that will at least asks a question that is not just kissing up to Frank. You know the questions what could we have done better, Frank? What what's what what, what could you have seen going different if this happened? Cornblue's like this. I mean, lost a couple games this week. You know, how are you gonna turn it around? And then Frank goes on his little rant. Yeah. It just I don't know, I just it wouldn't surprise me as we said earlier. What if we somehow beat Kentucky, but then and then lose to Georgia, or we'll get killed by you know twenty five so to Kentucky? Right now, I would say that the the tone of South Carolina basketball nation is that it's time to move on from Frank, and that will obviously change if we beat Kentucky. 
Everybody will be like, oh, all you Frank haters, where you at now? And I will be at the exact same place. All right. And you know where that place is? Make the NCAA tournament, Frank Martin, or bye. Yeah. But we've like, said that from the beginning yeah, of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, every, I will, every I will podcast the, I will has be said at, that. I will be in the exact same place. Make the NCAA tournament. If if he if he can do it still. If Frank, hey, if hey he, as if, David Kloniger would say, if you win out the rest of your games, you make tournament. Yeah. Uh, a hot take over here. If the University of South Carolina basketball team does not lose another basketball game this season, they will be the national champions. <laughs> They, they, but but obviously that is just a, a like just it I I have no words for it. It's just such a terrible like. Well, let's just leave it at this. Like, way to listen. If to we don't win it. three more games, we're gonna have a losing record. Yeah. There we and go. guess what? Dude. Winning three more games yeah. at Georgia, Missouri at home, winning, and then that Ole Miss game might be around that so, toss up so for winning, Mississippi State. Winning winning three more games is. All right, so let's say we beat. Let's say we win at Georgia and we beat Mizzou. So winning three more games is winning a game at Auburn, at Alabama. No, and no. All right. Tuesday night, Kentucky and Columbia. We've we've beaten Kentucky a few times at home, but we've also so lost by twenty five yeah. plus. Uh, it's one or the other, and they're clicking, man. Oh, uh, they're clicking. Of course, they're clicking. It's, <laughs> hey, is the, it easier to click when you have five stars the, laying around? It is. It is. Uh, LSU. Well, they've been losing a few yeah, lately, yeah. but you know what? They'll be looking for a chance to bounce back. That's right. Um, uh, so, really, winning three more games, you gotta you gotta win at Ole Miss or Mississippi State at home. It it might not happen. I think we. I easily think we could go. We're looking at six and twelve. But also, we can go undefeated. Anything can happen, Sumter. <laughs> no, Anything us, can us, happen. Us winning the rest of our games ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> that can't happen. I will say this: the one highlight from Saturday is I caught a rally towel and I stole it from you. Oh yeah, it I was, had it in my hand. It was there and I ripped uh, it away. Oh, uh, it was. What it were was, your thoughts on that? Were you was, were you a little down? I was a little down. I have a family, Bryce. I have a uh, family. Hey, it wasn't a T-shirt. If it was a T-shirt, would oh, you have fought a little bit I'd, harder I'd have given you an t-shirt? elbow. I'd have given you an elbow. Oh. You'd have gotten you'd have gotten a box out and an elbow. Yeah. Well, I did also want to bring up. We had a listener um, send in a question about. Okay, so so hang we, on, we on, had on. to bring it. So up. so this is this is the other modern exterminating. We know what bugs you. We know what bugs our listeners of the week, and this is the listener. We know what bugs you. Okay. Multiple complaints, one from an email, one from a fan at the game talking to us. Apparently, our pronunciations of things might not I, I be dropped the best. A, I dropped a Michael Parsons for Chandler Parsons. <laughs> Who was the guy that you did the baseball player? Uh, uh I, I was trying to say Andy Kennedy, and I said a- Adam Kennedy, who played who played second base for the Angels in like 2002. So we just want to <laughs> say, you know what? We might have had a few you know, adult beverages. Maybe we, that could have maybe. affected it the, the, the other that, night. Yeah. yeah, it's possible, but we'll, we'll do better. But, uh, we'll but just, so, hey, so we're just, we're just going to promise to our listeners we'll do better. One of the requests, one of the requests, um, they wanted us to actually have a conversation where we figure out how to correctly pronounce a term. Okay. Okay. And so what's that? So so when when it comes up a lot when we're talking about Eric Stevenson okay. and how he is hot and cold. Okay. And we refer to him as. Jekyll and Hyde, or as Jekyll and Hyde, okay. and, we, and we apparently oscillate back and forth between which ones. So, what is what do you think the proper pers- pronunciation of this? Jekyll. Is? 
Jekyll. Jekyll. I, I, I think I have to agree with you here. Uh, um, obviously, listeners can laugh and call us idiots if they want to. <laughs> this is based off of a book. Okay. Okay. Um, We're bringing some fun facts in here. Right? Okay. This is based off of a book, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Okay. Okay. Where uh, I haven't read this since I was in high school. And so I can't r- remember much of the plot, but there it's a it's a person with a split personality kind of where uh he's um you know and and he's good and evil or something like this sorry if i'm offending uh any english teachers out there by not being able to recall this better. you know a few english teachers don't you i, I do however uh, i don't think they're listening to the pod fair enough um but um but um there is an there's an island in georgia off the coast of Georgia that's spelled the exact same way. Okay. How would you pronounce that island? Ooh. It's Jekyll Island, right? That sounds right. Okay. So, uh, listener out there, we're going to roll with Jekyll uh, for, for the remainder of the uh, for, for the remainder of the year. If, uh, if I accidentally say Jekyll, uh, I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking. And thanks for our listener, Tim, for bringing that to our yes. attention. Yes, Tim. Uh, you're, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the ladies. Sure. There's nothing to complain about the ladies. No. Well, they we, were off this weekend, but on Thursday they played Alabama, and whatever soul that Alabama had, we took it. it. They, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we had a record on blocks for the year. I think we had 12 around there in the game, and I just and which led me to tweet: Do do our fans ever feel bad? For non-ranked SEC teams that we beat them by thirty I plus, I feel bad for them. We had a few of our followers say no. <laughs> <laughs> People love to stick it to the other uh, the other so, teams. So it, it depends on who the team is. Man, I love beating Florida. You know, like and like Florida beat a few ranked teams. Yeah, Florida's they're, actually they're, a hotter team lately. There are some teams I will have no pro- like they want to go beat by fifty. I will not feel sorry for them at all. But you know, um, Alabama like. The, the the SEC West teams, you know, like the, they have to come to Columbia just to lose. Like, there's a part of me that feels a little for them, but at the same time, it's like, eh, build a better program. Uh, hey, there uh, was, we didn't always have this level of a program. You can do it. Build a better program. Aaliyah Boston, twenty and ten, gets her fifteenth straight double double. It was a little dicey for a little, a little bit. It took a little bit longer than the usual I, to get will, that tenth rebound. It had and these blowouts. Oh, it gets so antsy. It, it's become the thing. Dawn, to pay whenever to. she's like a, a rebound or two short, Dawn will bring her back in, get it, and yeah. then sit her right back I, down. I mean, the Vanderbilt game. It, it was Vanderbilt, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, the Vanderbilt game was yeah. great. Where like Dawn pulled her. Realized that she needed another point in the board. Sent her back in. She gets one and gets fouled and and makes the free throw. And that gets oh that that, that was hilarious. And then she t- immediately takes her out. That was hilarious. I want to make a little. I pose a pose a question to you. Sure. If we didn't have Aaliyah Boston in these games, would we still win comfortably? Not 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 talking the rank games, but if we against the okay. So if we didn't have Aaliyah Boston. I think I think we're still a top ten team, okay. But I do so we might think, struggle to beat I, I some of the ranked games, the, but we would still the, beat those bad. Yeah, yeah. Teams we, in we, the we, SEC. we would have had like like Henderson and Cook, 
and like Cardoso would dominate. And they would score more because yeah. Boston not being there. Okay, I just wanted to pose that question. Like like Because Cardo- I don't want us to t- turn into it's the Boston show. And we have Henderson and Cook, but it'd be interesting in these games if you didn't have that dominant force down low, what would happen? Yeah, and it's, it's funny because of uh, like Cardoso transferring in. Like she was what the ACC freshman of the year at Syracuse and defensive co-defensive player of the year. Yeah. And so she, she's having to, she's she needs to here. learn that mean streak is what she, she's missing. She, she's coming here and Boston's just so much better. Right. And uh, uh, like if, if we didn't have Boston, we were playing her, the offense would run a little differently, but, uh, but it, it would adjust. And Cardoso had eight, eight and nine. She's sneaky good, man. And she, once she get learns that mean streak, yeah. she can dominate games. Yeah. At six seven, if you just have a pulse, you can dominate in she's, women's basketball. She's she's sneaky good, and um, I she's yeah. Cook's making shots. Henderson's controlling the game. The big three: Henderson, Cook, and Boston handling business. Yeah. So we had off Sunday for the ladies. They are. I love their record, twenty-one and one. Oh man, and it's not what the men's looking like at thirteen and nine. So they have an upcoming game on. When is their upcoming Thursday? game? Thursday? On Thursday yeah. at Kentucky, who's been struggling lately. They've been losing a lot. They were ranked earlier in the year, and they've lost a lot, so they're not ranked. Should be able to beat them, and they don't play at Rupp. They play at like the volleyball center. Yeah. So you're not going to have 20,000 fans there. If, uh, if, if they had the program Dawn's built here, they'd play them at Rupp. But then we have Georgia coming up on next Sunday they're, at they're Georgia. Good. And they're, yeah. they're ranked, but they've lost. I think they lost to Florida the other game. But Georgia, they're a good team. So that will be a tough test at Athens on Sunday. Yeah, so. it's, it's, what's been funny about this SEC schedule is that like it's backloaded because we haven't played Tennessee yet, have we? No, we have Tennessee coming up on the end of the month. And, and who's lost a few games lately, by the way? They, y'all, Connecticut. Connecticut Ooh, took it to them. Oh, boy. They're starting to get back to full health. Connecticut's healthy. Beckers, Beckers is healthy, it looks like. And uh, I don't think they're back to full throttle like when we played them in the, um, in the Bahamas. Yeah. But they're, they're back. But, you know, UConn was going to recover anyway. But Tennessee, I think they're going through a little bit of a losing streak now. But they're still good. But outside of Georgia and Tennessee, we should be able to take care of business in the rest of the games going into the SEC tournament. But hey, the ladies, I have nothing to complain about. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Keep like, it up. Keep winning. Um, and and uh, we'll probably get some more ladies uh, talk about the women's team as as we approach the end of this season. Because one thing is definitely clear, um, the men's the men's season is has taken a turn for the worse, and the and so at some point as we roll into March here, Bryce, it's gonna it's gonna probably become the GWBO, <laughs> like we'll be coming on the pod and and talking nothing but women. Um, and I did want to mention. Uh, before we end, we did get a the men basketball got a commitment from Bryce Lindsay, like that name Bryce, but it's with the Y, so don't like it as much. But out of Baltimore, Maryland, six three one seventy combo guard. I think they mentioned that he's gonna try to play point, low three star, national one hundred and eighty. He's a scorer, but when I hear combo guard, I just 
Don't we have a lot of combo guards? We don't have any point guards. Like that's, we need true point guards. Like Devin Carter, I don't even is a combo. But guard this guy having after, to play after, the point after the Chick Fil A Classic, he kind of blew up, scoring twenty thirty a game. So we'll see what happens there. Also, I'm just curious at the end of the season if Frank's not here, are any of these players actually going to make it on campus? So we'll see with that too. But anyway, just want to mention that we did get a commitment from a three star combo guard. Honestly, I'm not too concerned. Like. You bring up a good point about Frank leaving and what that, if we move on from Frank and what that would mean with the turnover from the team. I'm really not too concerned about it because, you know, like the last two or three seasons with Frank, it, we've had the same thing that we would have if he leaves. You know, like, like if, if Frank had been fired last year, okay, and wasn't the head coach of the team, would we have returned more or less players from the team the previous year? Maybe more. I would say we bring more because they wouldn't be told they need to go somewhere else. Like Alonzo, Alonzo Frank and, and Trey Hannibal might be on this team. I'd take a few of our transfers back. Hase. Yeah. Butler. Yeah, the only, like, like uh, Reese has been okay. You know, like, he's fine. Oh, Reese has been great. Yeah. I but, have no complaints about and, him. And, and Stevenson's been fine. You, you, you know, like, to, to at times, great. But, like, they can't be your best players. That's the key. You know, like Eric Stevenson can't be your best player. He needs he needs to have a star who can who can get a bucket. Well, let's see what happens next week. We got Kentucky, which that's going to be a tough one, but you never know. Frank's actually beaten Kentucky at home a few times. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but it's also not out of the realm to lose by twenty five plus. We, we are either going to win or we're going to lose by twenty. So, what do you think this week? One and one, win at Georgia. On Saturday, lose to Kentucky. What's your guess? Let's let's start throwing a few guesses out there. One and one. Okay. Maybe zero and two. Could be zero and two. Ooh, losing to Georgia on the road. Ooh, might, might as well leave him leave him in Athens. Oh if that happens. man! All right, that's it for this week. Sumter, you have you had fun this week? Not the, as much fun as last yet. It, it's not more, as fun as last fun, week when we were winning. Fun talking about winning. Well, we'll do it again next week because we're we're really good at showing up. That's what my boss says at work. Pretty good. My work isn't great, but I'm good at showing up. I, I feel like we've we've we have hit our commitment that we gave to the listeners. We're showing we be, up once a week. We we be coming at you once a week. Well, anyway, we'll hopefully we're in a better mood next week because we got some wins, but it could get even worse. But hey, we'll be here to talk about it. It's been fun. We'll see you next week. GB, GBO out. Go Cox.